Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, this is the second edition of You Said It, Not Us, and for this episode, we're breaking down with a little theme. Brian Windhorst came out and said the other day that the Raptors were primed to make a trade. Obviously, one of the biggest trades in the past few years went down with James Harden and four other teams, so the Raptors missed out on that, but we posed the question to you guys, what should the Raptors do now going forward if we're poised to make a trade? And we got a lot of responses, Riker. And hundreds. I made a mistake in asking for DMs. I've been combing through hundreds. But Ben, the biggest trade was not James Harden just recently. Every Raptors fan knows it was the DeMar DeRozan, Kawhi Leonard trade, which resulted in a team, a franchise, which no one would have ever expected win a championship, save for Toronto fans to win one in the first year of bringing this guy in. That was the biggest trade. But James Harden has certainly inspired people ruffled a few tail feathers made Shaq mad uncharacteristically mad even though he's been mad at centers all season long and over his whole career but Ben I think this one it's on theme it makes sense it's safe for a few that say they want to tank for Kate Cunningham most people in Raptors fandom have been used to a culture of winning and so it's pretty hard to digest that a, a team that is virtually identical except for Serge Ibaka all of a sudden goes from being, you know, game seven in the playoffs against the Boston Celtics to worse than the league. So that's why people are calling for trades. They want a win now situation. And that's what we're breaking down, Ben. Yeah, we got the players. I think we have too much talent to actually tank. So it makes sense to sort of tweak this roster and get us back to a place of contention. But without further ado, let's break it down to the first trade Pull that up here. And Andre Drummond's a name being thrown around a lot in Raptors land. And you've got the guy that posed this trade. It's kind of in front of our faces right now. I kind of like poorly positioned this. But Aaron Baines, <laughs> Stanley Johnson, Norman Powell, second round pick. And Andre for Andre Drummond and Matthew Dellavedova. You can see it there on the screen. Do you have who sent us in this trade? This one's coming from C. Donovan Photo, who actually does some, it seems like he does some basketball documentaries and stuff. Kind of a cool follow if you guys are looking. But Ben, I, I was taking down who was asking for what trade, and there's over 45 of the 100, I think, that I recorded that are requesting Drummond. Very hot take because at the beginning of the season and in free agency, uh, this most recent uh, offseason, we were like hard no on Drummond. He's shooting virtually no threes per game. Everything else in terms of being a traditional big, he's pretty good. But we're at the point now, it almost makes sense to make a trade for this guy because Baines, Len, the two bigs we've brought in, they can't shoot threes either. Yeah, no, it's a he's an interesting guy because last season he was traded from the Detroit Pistons to the Cleveland Cavaliers for a bag of peanuts. It was I think the deal was Brandon Knight and John Henson or something, maybe even less than that. So his trade value you'd think wouldn't be that high. But this season he sort of turned his game around put up decent stats and showed he can sort of migrate from the old school type of big man to the modern day NBA. Still by no means a guy that you'd look at as valuable as a Jokic or an Embiid or in the, the top center discussion that a lot of people had him in maybe a few years ago or projected him going, but still a guy that is a phenomenal rebounder, can play the def do the defensive stuff in terms of getting in front of these big guys, being a wall inside the lane. Not the most mobile guy by any means, but certainly a guy that's not a complete liability down there. And the offensive end, he can finish, he can score around the rim. So he's a stat sheet stuffer, and anything at this point would be better at the center position, assuming we don't put Chris Boucher right there. But honestly, I'd rather close games with Chris Boucher. I'm surprised the sort of tone you came into this with, because you've been an Andre Drummond sort of <laughs> anti 
anti anti Andre Drummond guy for the past few seasons. And as the league has sort of evolved, migrated watching this team, I've more so jumped on that bandwagon. Looking at pictures of him now, he looks even bigger. Whether it's more whether it's good weight, bad weight, he's certainly bigger and certainly less mobile when you're bigger. So. Would he be the right fit, Riker? Because I'm not convinced he'd be a, a tremendous asset, especially with the emergence of Chris Boucher coming into the fold. You're right. And there was about 10 or 11 people that called for Jared Allen. But the thing is, mm-hmm. this the Cavaliers are the reason. Okay, so I'm an infamous. I, this is what I say about Drummond. He's one of the most empty stack getters in the mm-hmm. NBA. He's a career 2015 guy but he's never contributed to any meaningful game. Like it's the stats are just, they, they don't do anything to improving a team, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he's been on Detroit and he's been on Cleveland, two bad teams, two bad franchises for his entire career. So maybe if you put him into a system where he's able to feed off of guys that are playing pick and roll heavy, then you're adding in, he's an 18 point per game guy. He gets about a block and a half, a steal and a half, three assists. Like he is an all around player in the NBA, but you're right. We can't play him in small ball. We can't have him to close games. That's the reason that I would be shy to make this trade, except for, again, it could make sense because Cleveland's sitting on five bigs, Larry Nance Jr., Kevin Love, Jared Allen, Andre Drummond, JaVale McGee, and this guy's the best of them. I mean, Jared Allen, I think, is the best of them with potential mm-hmm. considered, but right now, Andre Drummond's the best of them, and he only has one year left in his contract, so Cleveland might be looking to push him. I don't see why they'd want five starting caliber bigs on their team. Yeah, no, the Cleveland Cavaliers have been in trade discussions with JaVale McGee, Andre Drummond. They're keeping Jarrett Allen. For anyone that's sort of saying we should go after Jarrett Allen, they just picked him up. He fits the timeline of their young core. We're not getting Jarrett Allen, but Andre Drummond, I like the point that you brought up. He's been on just some trash teams, so it's it's tough to really judge his winning ability when there hasn't been much talent around him, but still, you'd think a guy that puts up those stats would be a little... Squeak your team to the playoffs a little bit more often, get some more wins, be a bit more of a strong team. But one last look at the trade, Baines, Stanley Johnson, Norman Powell. I think the biggest loss there is Norman Powell in this deal. Would you be willing to give Norman Powell up straight up for Andre Drummond Riker right now? Right now, yeah, you'd do it. You would do it for sure. Okay, I, I'd lean on the no. I think we could get more for Norman Powell and that'll feed into the next trade or stuff. But I think... In terms, in a vacuum, I'd much rather Norman Powell on my team than Andre Drummond. Might be a hot take because I know a lot of guys That's are Drummond hot. fans. But as Masai Ujiri said to Jonas Valanciunas, there's no way that guy is even close to you, Andre Drummond. So. That's a that's a throwback from like 2014, but let's dive into that second trade, Riker. And this one is a little Instagram DM. We don't have the the formal look of a trade machine here, but look, you can see it there. A similar deal to as before: Norm Baines, and then we receive back and a second for Miles Turner. Obviously, Miles Turner, a much better defender than Andre Drummond, a guy that can step out, shoot the three, and. He's playing right now behind uh, DeMontis Sabonis, who is a clear all-star caliber player to start off this season. So do you think this could be a potential move? The Pacers have had success this season. Firstly, do you think that this would get it done? And should the Raptors maybe go after Miles Turner? Yeah, this there to me, there's no way Toronto has anything that they can offer to Indiana to make a trade happen. But we're bringing it up because a lot of people mentioned Sabonis, but the majority, I think there was about 10 or 11 as well, said Miles Turner. The reason this would be fantastic for the Raptors, he's shooting terrible efficiency from threes, like 28% on four and a half 
shots per game, but he's getting 12 points. He's more mobile. I think he would do things much better than Baines or Len, and he's young. He's only 24. I think this would be a perfect player for the Raptors, and he'd be coming in on a three-year contract, so you'd have him for a while to be able to develop him into the system. But you think of how many guards are on Indiana. They have Brogdon. They just brought in Levert, the two holidays. They have TJ Warren when he comes back. Like They have so many guards. Really, this whole trade, because we're, we're both assuming Baines has no value, is centered around them wanting Norm. And I know that Turner's name's been on the block, but them bringing in a seventh playable guard that might start and might come off the bench, I, I just don't see why Indiana would make any trade unless it's for a three or a four at least. Yeah, and I definitely get that. That's That was the question I wanted to post. Also, do you know who, who made this trade? Because we're trying, oh, yeah, we're trying yeah. to shout people out. It's David Bro. David with an X instead of an A. So shout out to David, David Bro. And yeah, but again, there was like 11 other people too, so... Yeah, we, we just sort of screenshot the ones and we put in the video, but thanks to everyone shouting out, sending those in. We're, we really appreciate the feedback and whatnot. But Miles Turner, again, a tough guy to pick up. I like the point that you brought up that the Pacers have a lot of guys playing Norman Powell's position, but with the glut they have at the center spot, you could see them maybe trying to get value back and selling high on Miles Turner because he's a guy right now, people have brought up Boucher being a, a league leader in blocks. Miles M- Turner has more blocks than Chris Boucher, obviously playing more minutes, but he's been a guy that's been a force on the defensive end. The Pacers look really good with him on the floor right now, and they've struggled to play together in the past. It hasn't been the case this season, but you know teams and the Pacers even though they, they've never been a top-tier team in the NBA. They're a well-run franchise. These teams like to sell high on their guys, so he'd be a guy I could see the Pacers maybe letting letting go, letting shop, and then maybe migrating to a small-ball unit because they just picked up the, our Raptors, former Raptors assistant coach, Nate Bjorkren, and the Raptors have been notorious for running these smaller unit lineups, even though against the Sixers last year we did go big with Gasol and Serge, but... I could see the Pacers, they've already moved to a more modern offense this season, so maybe getting rid of Turner's potential opportunity there, and Norman Powell can obviously play at multiple positions, not the big man roles, but any of those real guard spots, so he might have some value there, we'd probably have to add in like a Terrence Davis or something on top of that deal if we really want to sweeten it, but... If the Pacers offer this deal, especially where we're really struggling at the big man position and Miles Turner's game looks like it can translate to the modern NBA, and it has been, I I think the Raptors would sort of do this deal. They would do it. They would do it. Not a doubt in my mind. Miles Turner would be a tremendous upgrade. You trade him for Norman Heartbeat. Indiana Pacers would not want this trade. The only person that they would trade one for one, and you can add on whoever, whatever other fillers on the Raptors side you want, the only person that they'd one for one is OG because then you're bringing back in a guy who can play three through five. Whereas if you're bringing in Norm, he's one through three at most. And they already have a play. And I forgot about uh, TJ McConnell, Doug McDermott's like their only big, basically off the bench. It'd have to be a big that they're looking to trade a big or a small forward like OG. And so that's why I think Turner, while it's a good people's heads are in the right place. Like this Mm -hmm. is the type of guy the Raptors want to bring in, put at that center position. He can play four, he can play a five. He can stretch the floor. It's just, I don't see Indiana having any interest in engaging the Raptors as a trade partner. Him and Chris Boucher in the front court blocking shots would be a, that'd be a sight to see, but I completely agree with you there. But we're transitioning a little bit away from the big man position. Honestly, we got so many trade requests or 
messages that we might make a part two to this video just talking about other big men and stuff but one guy that's been notoriously on the raptors radar we've made plenty of videos about him in the past bradley beal the the next people are saying the next in line in terms of superstars that are going to demand a trade and we got a lot of requests from bradley beal i'll throw one up on here you'll say his name but this one i think would be the most raptors friendly deal out of any of the ones i saw kyle lowry norman powell and stanley johnson for bradley beal and thomas bryant who just tore his acl <laughs> Riker, i think there's no chance in basketball future and like a zero percent probability this deal would get it done but i do like the perspective of trading for bradley beal bradley beal it, he's a have we've been i've been asking for bradley beal for ages you've had a vendetta against the wizards you don't like them as a franchise but they're so bad now they're so bad they're not going to win they're not going to improve they just had like you said thomas bryant go down with the acl injury now really they have to completely rely on Hachimura, whatever, however you say his name. You know, they're they're stuck exactly where they are. Bradley Beal's girlfriend is demanding that he gets traded. It sounds it seems like his mom, everybody in his family wants him out of there. I don't know how well him and uh Russell Westbrook are actually gonna jive as teammates, although chemistry wise it seems like they're friends, so it's fine. Mm -hmm. But you're right. I, I don't think Lowry gets it done. I don't see why they would want back Lowry. The only thing is, Ben, I think Pascal Siakam would get it done, but that's the guy you want to keep because you basically trade anybody to bring in Bradley Beal plus Pascal Siakam, and you're you're bringing it close to those Kawhi Siakam days. Yeah, that's that's the sort of thing there. Would you before we talk about other perspective trades, would you trade Pascal Siakam straight up for Bradley Beal in a one for one vacuum, assuming the money worked? Or no. should we we look at other deals? Because Siakam has looked a lot better now. His value was very low to start of the season. But I, I don't know if I do that directly, even though I think Bradley Beal is a more talented player right now and certainly is having a better season. Yeah, like to me, if you're trading Pascal Siakam for Bradley Beal, you're basically just turning the Raptors into the Wizards, right? Because you have no bigs. You have no front court at that point. Yeah, yeah. Chris Boucher, he's coming up on the scene, but he's only had 11 games. Like mm -hmm. this deal has to be to pair up Pascal Siakam, to finally allow him to be the second option again, to become more comfortable with his basketball, to not have him shooting the the final shot to win a game. And this trade proposal is by G. So thanks to you. But this was Bradley Beal was our second most popular request at about 18. I think about 18 people said this mm -hmm. one of the 100 that I did. So yeah. So anyways, I, 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 I think Pascal would get it done Yeah, for sure. It's just you want this trade so Pascal Siaka could finally develop into the role as a two and become a $120 million player. Yeah, and that's the thing. We're not saying that Bradley Beal is worse than Pascal Siakam by not wanting to trade Siakam straight up for Beal, and that might get us a little bit of flack, might get us some, some roast in the comment section, but the Raptors, the way they're structured, we don't really need more shooting guards. We don't really... We have Fred, we have Lowry in the backcourt, we have Norm, we have TD, we have... All these guys that even if we trade a couple of them, they, we have other guys that can sort of step up. And it's tough to find those players like Pascal Siakam that are big men, that can play defense, that can do it on both sides of the court, knock down threes, slash when they're at their best. And I think trend, uh, Pascal's trending upwards right now, so I don't know if I'd make that deal. But I guess the question, obviously this can't be done right now, but would you offer a package of OG Ananobi, maybe a Fred VanVleet, maybe two of them, for Bradley Beal, because I don't know if one of Fred or OG gets it done, but both of them to, to pick up Bradley Beal, because 
obviously neither of them have been all-stars, but you and I are both high, especially on the defensive end for those two players. And they're really our young core going the future. I know a lot of people are willing to compromise that we've saw from scanning through the DMs. Would you be open to that? Because that's a, that's a hard sell, even though Bradley Beal is a phenomenal player. I had to bite my tongue on one person flaming OG, saying he d- respectfully disagrees with why we're so high on him. Let me clear the air for anybody that's skeptical about why Ben and I have always, always, always tended to keep OG as the one guy you wouldn't be willing to trade. It's because mm-hmm. of his defensive mobility to guard one through five. You can put him at, you know, in a small ball lineup guarding a center position, or you can play big and have him guarding a, defending a guard. That's the reason that you want to keep him on his team because that's a unicorn in the league. Somebody that has his size and mobility and can defend and can also shoot the three. And yeah, he needs to come into his own work on his handle, get a little bit more confident in creating, but you're not going to replace him with very many guys that can do the same. You're going to be giving up a lot, but the thing is to get this deal done, not include Pascal Siakam. The wizards don't need to bring in a shorter guard, i.e. Lowry or Fred Van Vliet to put next to Westbrook. They're going to need a guy like OG. Same reason Indiana would need a guy like OG. And you know what? For once, I think I would do this move, Ben. You would do Fred and Fred and OG yep. for Beal. And yep. I definitely don't blame you there. It's, it's a tough situation because obviously you brought up all the points why we'd like to keep OG. And he's OG is the perfect complement player right now if you have a couple of superstars around, a couple lead scoring options. He's the perfect complement for a championship-type team to have in your starting unit. But obviously we have higher hopes for him to really develop from that compliment guy to a player that has the potential to maybe be one of those lead role players. Obviously, maybe not a first option on a championship team, but maybe a second option if he gets his handle tighter is shooting a little bit up. But we've been saying that for a while now. There'll be a point where we can't really just be banking on OG's uh, potential. It'll be he is the player he is, but even that player is a beast. But (laughs) <laughs> if if I was forced, if I was given that opportunity for Fred and OG for Beal, particularly the way Beal has been playing, if it was guaranteed he'd stay on the roster for a long time, like it wasn't a one-year rental sort of deal, then I think you'd have to do it. But a lot of factors have to come into play there. So that's, that is that. People are going to debate Beal for the next five to ten seasons because they have for the past three so we'll see whatever happens there but finally we have one more fun trade it wasn't teased in the thumbnail we won't break it down for too long if people want more chat on it we'll throw it into part two of this vid but Jonas Valanciunas Riker we traded him away a couple seasons ago now for Marcus Saul bring that guy back bring the goat back for Aaron Baines Alex Len DeAndre Bembry Patrick McCaw who who sent over this deal because I'm vibing with this Shout out to Amon underscore Apex N P G B. That's that's the handle. Brother, of all the hundred or two hundred DMs that I sifted through, there was only one that requested JV. This man's been a monster on Memphis. He's elevated his game. He's balling out. And to say that he would not be tenfold times better than Baines and Len. And I don't like to rip into these guys. They're trying their best, whatever. But but JV has been nothing short of spectacular. And to bring him back on 10 to 20 minutes per game as our starting center and in preferable matchups, this guy's got it, man. He's got the right idea. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. Love to see JV back. Still, he would... We do have that sort of positive intuition about JV. We only really remember the high moments. His pick-and-roll defense was still (laughs) atrocious, and he'd still probably get eaten up by that even if he returned. But at this point, 
you want JV back because he's not unplayable. Maybe down the stretch of a game when teams really lock in to attack a guy, that's when he, he becomes unplayable. But for the course of the game, in terms of getting buckets, how polished he is on the offensive end, his improved three-point shot, it's a, it's a guy you'd love to bring back. So, I don't know. For this deal, obviously a bunch of deep bench guys now at this point. I guess Baines was projected to be a starter for us. Maybe Memphis wants the depth. I don't really think they do it, especially with Jaron Jackson Jr. going down. But just a little fun one, a little fun nugget to bring JV back. But you guys are the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Check out the TikTok, TikTok a lot of fun stuff going on over there. Uh, articles being posted left, right, and center. Hired on a bunch of new writers. We'll have to make a little intro post or mention of, of all the guys that we, we got writing over there. But leave some comments on the website. Riker, you have any last words? And we're going to have to make a part two. We got some yep. weird... Vucevic, Murray, Whiteside, Heel, Bull, Bull had three requests. What? Mobamba, Nurkic, Bagley, Gobert, Allen, Capella. There are so many trade requests, so we're going to have to blitz them in a second video. But this one was fun. Yeah, for sure. Cheers. <laughs>